Live from the 215, this is Wrestle Cave Podcast, episode, big episode 5-0. I'm here with my tag team partner, Fitty. The 30 Case. What's going on? This is High Society. I am Ace Porter. What's good, bro? Number 50, brother. Yeah, man. Number 50. Yeah. So, you guys can follow us on Facebook, Wrestle Cave Podcast, on Twitter, Russell underscore Cave, on the YouTube, Wrestle Cave, on what else? Instagram, Wrestle Cave. You know, everything. Everything. You can get your ass whooped in 2K by our man Ace over here. Yes. I hear you've been putting the I work. The reigning, defending, undisputed. He was up. WC. He said he's up. MOC. Up, up late champion. Last night, whooping some ass in 2K. Yeah, shout out to uh, J Ace, man. Shout out to J Mac. You know what I mean? Uh, we put on some uh, five star matches, some classics. You know, so y'all can check if that you out. Get this work. Come yeah, see me. Yeah, come see me, man. If you want to win, yeah. you can play me. Cause it's, I it's, suck. It's it's becoming a <laughs> epidemic. You know, everybody's saying, "Listen, I see you in 2020. I see you next year." Because everybody is yeah. they like gonna get PS4s. Yeah, right? they get PlayStation fours and shit now. <laughs> so let's get ready. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then awesome. you want to drop a promo promo challenge in the Markout oh, yeah. Club or in Russell Cave? You know, oh, join yeah, yeah, in yeah, for sure. I'll be dropping mine soon. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Um. You got anything you want to add before we get into it? You know, I'm bodying motherfuckers and promos. <laughs> we, we can get it. Let's get to it. Like, you know what I mean? Let's, let's go. So you we'll know? kick it off with yeah. something we started last week, the wrestle wrestling yeah. story of the week. Yeah, what did you think of the one last week? It was dope. Please, it was please a good start. Mm-hmm. All right. So I tweeted this video out to this match that I'm going to talk about. This is one of the original screw jobs in the WWF. I don't know if a lot of people know about this. I'm sure a lot of people do because um, it's one of... A lot of people's beloved wrestlers. So this involves Wendy Richter um, taking on the Spider, um, who who turned out to be the fabulous Moolah. Oh, okay. Um, so I got this courtesy of YouTube, obviously watching it. The New York Post wrote about it. Um, so I called this the Spider Screwjob. Uh huh. So back in this this is in 1985. So Wendy Richter was in contract talks with WWF supposedly, um, <clears throat> and we all know that's not the easiest thing to do in the wrestling world, correct? Contract talks. Mm -hmm. Um, So in November of 1985, Wendy was set to defend her WWF Ladies Championship against a masked opponent who was called the Spider. Um, So when she came to the ring, it was clearly Fabulous Moolah wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, The fans knew it. Wendy knew it. As soon as Wendy... uh, And Moolah and Wendy were longtime rivals. So this kind of pissed off Wendy when she saw it come out. Mm -hmm. Um, So Wendy and the crowd realized right away... To the point where the crowd was chanting Moolah the whole match, like at Moolah. Um, and Wendy was even like pointing at her and yelling at her when the match began because she knew it was Moolah. Um, but anyway, they, they wrestled. Wendy tries to take her mask off a few times um, during the match. wasn't successful. Um, so throughout the match, there's, there's some rough spots. Um, at one point, Wendy was trying to do like a, her, uh, like a head scissors takedown, but it didn't work out. So they kind of were like... There's something off about the whole match because they've, they've been rivals. They've had matches before. I've seen a few of their matches. Mm-hmm. There's just something off about it. So eventually Moolah would roll Wendy up into a small package, which she clearly kicked out at about one and a half. The ref counted one, two, three. Oh, shit. So everyone, including Wendy, was really confused about what happened here. So much so that Wendy actually attacked Moolah. Um, Moolah's not even really selling any of the moves. Like, she's kind of doing it, but then, like, after every time Wendy would turn around, she would come out and, like, raise her hand. At this point, her mask was off and everything. So she even did a move to her and went for a pin, but the ref had already moved on. 
And then Howard Finkel came in the ring and finally let everybody know the new ladies' championship was the fabulous spider, he said. The <laughs> fabulous moolah. Wendy never spoke to Moolah again and never wrestled for WWF again. Um, so this is kind of like the original screw job. Um, but in the end, Wendy would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2010. What you think like transpired from that? So there's, I went and dug a little deeper. And, and even after this, Wendy was claiming that she was signed by WWE for five years. She was at a five-year contract. Mm. Vince was claiming that she wasn't. And Vince was claiming she walked out. So it it was kind of like a mess afterwards. He said, she said. So there's a lot, a lot going into it. But apparently that was her last match. She never signed a contract. She was in talks, but she just left. Never wrestled there again. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy when you hear like certain stories like hitting. Um, well, I don't say hitting, but you you know you got to do certain research to to hear certain background things, which is I think people don't understand that you know wrestling. Um. On one end, it's great on the screen, but on the other end, it's like backstage shit is like always like the better stories. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The shit that's going on around the times that, you know, these classic matches or these matches actually happen. Yeah. So, and I had heard a little bit about it before, but I was like, let me, let me look at it. Let me yeah. watch it, sit down. So, for anyone who wants to watch it, I tweeted it out on our Twitter so you can check it out. Um, yeah. The whole match on there and the aftermath of it. No, it was really interesting. Though. All right. Let me um, check it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, Thank you, Casey. Again, that. that was our wrestling story of the week, which you can find every week here on the Russell Cave podcast. We'll yes, be dropping some stories of the road, some funny ones, some like that. Um, speaking of stories, have you watched any of it, Dark Side of the Ring? I know I brought it up I, last week. I, I'm gonna I'm check some out today, bro. Very, I, very. Yeah, I gotta. You I got. got to. You have to because this week's was about the Von Erich family. Who? If you oh don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't know about that. The tragedy. Tragedy is sad story. And then follows Kevin Von Erich, who's the only remaining brother left of five. I believe he lost five brothers. Yeah, that's um, crazy. He claims at one point I was an older. He's like, I was a brother, and now I'm not even that. He was like, at one point I had five brothers, and now I'm not even a brother. Yeah, that shit, that's wild. So if you, if you, if you don't know that story, it's really, really good. But it was, um, it was good to see because it follows Kevin now. And it seems like he's in a really good place. Like he found a good place in life, and he's his two sons are wrestling now, and they have a family. So look, it it, it ends up being a nice story for him after all the tragedy that he's gone through. But yeah, if you haven't cool. seen it, go check it out. The Bruiser Brody one was really good as well. They've had the the Montreal Screw Job. They did a really good job with that. Um, Cornette's made, I know I talked about Cornette made another appearance on this one. And then they also did Macho Man Elizabeth. So I'm telling you, if you are a fan of wrestling and you like like the backstage stuff, my girl's my girl's been hooked on it. Like she wants more. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna click the link. My aunt Ben sent me the link. Shout out to my aunt. Um, I just gotta you know find time and. Uh, well, I believe the one is on their YouTube. I think the Bruiser Brody one might be on their YouTube, so you can watch that for free. Yeah. Um, you want to get into another new segment, the tweet sheet? Yeah, please do. <laughs> I wanted to address this also. So I'll, I'll I'll do that one last, the one that we want to elaborate yeah. on a little bit more. But mm-hmm. the tweet sheet is basically another thing we're going to try. You know the dirt sheets, everybody's coming out. I'm going to hold people accountable. I'm yeah. going to go to their Twitter. I'm going to let you know what they're saying. Yeah. All right? I'm going to start off with a little fun one here. So Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt have been going back and forth. Um, so Bray Wyatt originally tweeted, uh, tweeted this. 
A couple years ago, Randy Orton did some pretty bad stuff to me. He destroyed my temple, uncrowned me as the champion of the world, caused my brother to abandon me, and betrayed my trust. Worst of all, he didn't say he was sorry. But I forgive you, Randy Bobanders. So Randy responded with something I thought was hilarious. He said, you had WWE spend $2 million on photo-projected bugs. What do you expect me to do? Trailer Park Boys, Bo F and Bandy, over and out. Hashtag House of Horrors. <laughs> He said, you made them spend $2 million on, on projecting bugs. Like... And they did that shit. He did that shit. But it gets better. Rusev chimes chimes in at both of them. Says, come on, guys. Goldberg is back. To which Randy replied, there goes another $2 million. <laughs> Randy's a savage. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Randy's a savage, dog. Um, something a little bit more serious here. Raj Geary, owner of... WrestleInc.com, I believe it is Raj underscore Geary 3000 on Twitter. Um, he talks about the recent ratings. He says SmackDown dropped below 2 million viewers for the first time ever for a first run on a non-holiday episodes. They had 1.83 million viewers. Numbers down 25% from the same time last year. Even the, elect, even the show on the election night. Did better. WWE that, needs to change. I did. I asked a question in the group that did like fucking seventy comments and shit. I was highly surprised at how many people chimed in on this. Particular I commented on it. Subject. I didn't even see your comment on it. I was like, so. So many what did you say? Posts. Tell them what you said. Um, basically, I asked because um, it's it's rumor has it that uh, Vince McMahon is kind of blaming or is blaming you know Kofi Seth. And Becky for, you know, the lack of ratings. And my thing was, you know, asking, you know, our people, the cavers, you know, is he tripping for, for thinking that it's their fault? Or, you know, is is he right? And everybody basically was saying that, you know, it's not their fault, you know, because of the product being so inconsistent. You, you It's like kind of like putting a Band-Aid over like a, a very, very bad cut. You know, and and putting the titles on the fan favorites is like the band aid, but it's still not gonna, still is not gonna aid that that bad cut that's been going on, that's been existing there for months and months and years at this point. Um, and then it also shows you, it also shows you how uh, Vince is, I guess, taking AEW a little bit more serious because he's trying to keep you know certain talent and want to lock lock down certain things and uh, just to keep them from AEW instead of necessarily trying to solve the problem i don't know maybe they are but you know i just think that when you have a goldberg coming back up and you know it's rumors that he's supposed to take the belt off of kofi uh just to you know fight uh at saudi uh taker what what are your what are your thoughts on that on that particular you know rumor which rumor uh that goldberg would take the t uh, title off of kofi and and go to Saudi to face uh, Taker. So the source that released that is not very credible at all. So good, good, good. I don't, I don't really trust that. I think to be honest with you, it's a one and done thing because you know how much money he's going to get paid to do that Saudi match. Yeah, I think it's a one and done. He couldn't refuse that kind of money. I'll get in there and do a match. Vince would be stupid to do that. I hope you know. You know what scares me? Because then SmackDown's going to be raw. That, yeah, like that's all it's gonna be, because he's gonna move Brock over there. If you have Goldberg as that champion, it's just gonna be Roman's there. It's gonna become Raw was, and it's gonna be stale. It's gonna be dry. No one's gonna like it. Yeah, you wanna know why there's no stars? Because you keep bringing back these old guys. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what scares me is the way that they did KO. How he jobbed out the Goldberg before, and you know 
I don't. I, I hope. I don't, I, if he does that, I, I think you know a lot of people are going to you know tune off the product yeah. even more. Well, my the other thing was Raw was down like thirty percent from last year too. That's pretty. They're getting like you, close to being below. I think they were almost. Below it was no too. play. It was no playoffs on on Monday, was it? I think. I think there was. I know the. I mean, I'm sure Sixers that plays. Played, a, I'm sure that plays a part. I don't know how how serious that plays, but I'm sure it plays a a a, a part in in the ratings. Whether it does or doesn't, if your product is must see, people are going to watch it regardless of what else is on. Yeah. It's not must-see right now. That's why we're not really talking about it. Because it's not must-talk about. Yeah, it's not. The biggest thing from the show was they announced. They announced. They didn't wrestle for anything. They announced who Money in the Bank winners were. And we'll get into that later about yeah. that whole shit. But my, my answer to your question was, I said, the, the real reason is the creative sucks. Yeah. I mean, there's no competition anymore. If you look at what we're going to talk about later, the Money in the Bank, like the people, they announced them. Why not have these guys wrestle? And even the people they announced aren't really worthy of being in the match. Ricochet, an example. Ricochet's very good, yes. But last week, Robbie Robert Roode beat him. And he's just announced in this match, and Robert Roode's not on TV. So a guy who wins, you're just going to take him off TV. No momentum build for him. But the guy who lost gets to be in the Money in the Bank match. What is... what? Yeah, it makes sense. That's what I'm talking about. The creative is... It sucks, and it's like... As a fan, I'm... that doesn't interest me if if a guy wins he should be in that match not the guy he beat yeah there's no rhyme or reason to why they're doing this stuff and that's why when they say wins and losses don't matter maybe to them it doesn't but to the people watching it does yeah well you know that's the the people watching it does that killed the business low-key you know um one one of the things that killed the business they they made that a thing oh you know it doesn't it doesn't matter but that's that'd make or break a star that's why Back in the day, the locker room was the way it was because the, the spots was there and people wanted those spots. So it just, you know, it was important. It was important when, when The Rock won. It was important when Austin won. It was important when Triple H won. It was important when Taker won. So it's like now nowadays, I think that's the, that's the issue. And that that helped propel stars and, and make them larger than life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you didn't, and you didn't seek out the flaws in superstars uh, also. Like to take a Leo away from a, a Bobby fucking Lashley, that's that's like suicide. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Speaking of Leo Rush, mm-hmm. our last and final uh, entry from the tweet sheet. I think we got to do a little backstory on this one first. So Leo's had a lot of rumors about him swirling around that Finn came up to him and gave him some advice, and he blew off Finn. How his wife has been around, and people have been getting mad at that. How he won't carry bags for people. He won't carry water. He won't do this. He won't do that. So Leo. April 30th, got a little pissed off at this. On his Twitter, he said, if you want the truth, why not just ask? So he's he's gotten some um, positive feedback from some wrestlers. Anthony Henry, Wrestle Circus, um, and Joey Janela, among others, have reached out and supported Rush over Twitter. Um, so here are some fan questions that were asked mm. on Twitter to Leo Rush. Did WWE send you home? Leo Rush responds, we aren't sent home like naughty kids. This is a business and my job. We aren't all used every week and storylines don't last forever. But we still have to show up to work and take care of business. Thoughts on that one? Uh, good answer. It's the truth. I mean, just because you're not on TV doesn't mean you don't have to be there. Absolutely. And you know they're not going to send you home, but they're going to do everything that they can. You listen to Luke Harper and Dash Wilder want to leave. They're adding 
months under their contract. So they're not going to let Leo Rush go home. They're going to make him miserable. And I don't understand why. <laughs> you got someone that can talk. You got somebody that can work. He actually, you know. And the reason I know that Matt's wife chimed in and said, you know, some disrespectful things. Um, and, I, and I've heard that the reason, one of the reasons why he, he wants a double and what they're trying to give him is because he's struggling to support his bills and support the on the road life. Mm-hmm. And... You know, to some people or a lot of people, you know, three hundred thousand is a lot, a lot of money a he's year. He's even, he's probably not even making that right now. Exactly. He came in at NXT, came and then went to two hundred five live, mm-hmm. and now he's a manager, and wrestles every now and then. So in their eyes, why would I pay this guy? In their eyes, do I? I've seen him wrestle before he was in WWE at a Ring of Honor New Japan show. I've seen this guy. This guy's and they, he was twenty years old at that time, maybe even younger. This guy's good. <laughs> I just think it's it's on both sides, his side and the other side. I I see both sides because um, you have people like Mark Henry chiming in, who is yeah. a man of color saying it's not about race, and even Leo himself saying it's not about race, and people are trying to make it about race. I don't think it really is it's about, about that. It's about ego. You know, it's absolutely ego. about ego. Wrestling yeah. isn't Mark. Mark. Mark pretty much said that himself. I mean. You come in, this is what you're expected to do, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in today's world, and how much has gone on in the recent world, I totally understand where Leo's coming from. Yeah. I mean, you know people will cheer you on in the ring, and then right behind your back see you in public and trash you to your yeah. face. You know, that's the world we live in. So from yeah. his point of view, I, I totally understand why he's speaking up. I get it. The next question that someone asked him on Twitter was, is there backstage heat? Are you leaving WWE? He said, heat is such a subjective term. Do I stand up for myself when life challenges me? Yes. Do I have opinions and not just blindly follow? Yes. Am I best friends with every single superstar? No. But do I work hard? Or But do I work hard? Am I professional and respectful? Am I driven? Uh, Sorry, he goes on. Am I driven to perform to the best of my ability to entertain the WWE universe? Um, have no bad, bad blood with any other superstars, great working relationships with writers and producers, and respect and listen to all higher-ups? Absolutely. I mean... Well, from, how can you do that if you don't do, you know, simple locker room etiquette? You know what I mean? That's, so that's I, the thing. That's the thing. You, know. you can't say that if you're not doing what other guys who are... I've heard Heavy Machinery, Al, like Alistair Black, all those guys, Ricochet, are, are doing these things. Yeah. So... At the same time, yes and no on that one, you know? Is he? Do you think he's trying to get fired at this point or trying to find a way out because he's not really with the position? He doesn't like his position in the company financially-wise. And I'm sure uh, just in general, if he has an ego, then he would want to be on the show. He would want to showcase his talent and his, and his so, ability. And he hasn't really been able to show that so other to, than his matches, you know, a couple yeah. small matches. So, so to your point there about trying to get fired, so after I'm gonna read one more tweet and then I'll read a couple things from he did a interview with Fightful, which usually like we know from reaching out to people like you usually need to go through the Federation or whoever you're under to get interviews. So I know a lot of superstars have to go through that to get an interview. So I'm wondering if he did that on his own and may, maybe to do that to get fired or get that mad even more. I don't know, but it's interesting. I'll read some stuff from that. But the one more question from Twitter. Are you out of the locker room because of your relationship with your wife or some other petty bullshit? 
He says, I'm not out of the locker room. More dirt sheet assumptions. Many spouses and family members come to shows and are welcome backstage. Our performance schedules are not just raw. We have three live shows, travel days, and pay-per-views. My wife came to share my first WrestleMania moment with me, as did many family members of the roster. That uh, The little time that a professional, can sp- professional wrestler can spend with their family is rare and precious. I conduct myself per- professionally and respectfully, and so is my wife. Thoughts on that one? Um, you're a family man, so I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I don't disagree with him here. I mean, like, like you said, I see both sides, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, you still, you still work for this company. You still have obligations. Um, I, I guess they want you to do certain things. Uh, it's two performances. It's a performance in the ring and it's a performance in the back, in the backstage. And, um, unless he, unless he can play. He can play ball and, um, you know, do what is expected of him. You know what I mean? He's he's not going to be he's not going to be where we know he could be. Um, but at the same time, you could do all those things and still not end up in that spot. That's just the way it is in WWE. So um, to me, if he's unhappy, I feel like he needs to do what he needs to do. I mean, it's always good. That's why I said the Pac shit was more. Was, was just as important as the Jericho shit. To literally go and sit out your contract and do what you have to do and, and yeah, you know, s- and take time off and, you know, enjoy your family. And then once that contract is up, go do exactly what you want to do. Just do, just do what you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your contract can't be that crazy. I don't think they look at you in that light like that. And if you're becoming a problem and an issue, then they'll fuck around and just sit you down. You know what I mean? Eventually, so... Just keep that same energy, you know. Um, I feel like he's very talented, and I feel like he be he'll be successful outside of WWE. He has the gift of the gab, and he can go in the ring. So I feel like he's actually settling just being in WWE and yeah. doing what he's doing and being a manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he did speak to um, I think it was Fightful, probably Sean Rossap. I think um, I won't read everything because there's a lot here, but I'll just give you the highlights. So he basically said him and Finn are cool. His wife's never been an issue. He's, he claims there's someone for Ring of Honor that works there now that hasn't liked him since Ring of Honor. So they're the ones, like, leaking all this false information about him. Um, he just basically said at a certain point he has to defend himself. He s- said he's actually surprised more people aren't speaking up about the bullshit that takes place backstage. Um he said he has no because people because people actually scared about their job. People exactly. actually people actually are on retirement mode. You know what I mean, and that's where they want to be, and they want to secure a job. At the end of the day, I don't think Leo is one of those people. I think he, he's bringing that that Shawn Michaels uh, energy, that ego, back to the game. Which it and needs. I feel like it need it needs it. I feel like it, it's been sad, yeah. with, you know, without it. So yeah. he know. says his, his issues never been with Lashley. His issues like that he's never been on any like meet and greets or anything with Lashley and he's not getting any t-shirt money from like his catchphrase that's on their t-shirt the almighty thing wow um and then they play ba- they playing they playing foul like that yeah and then like the last thing he says is walking around broken the biggest sports entertainment industry that there is while having two ki- two kids and a wife to support so that's, oh man you can't yeah. say certain shit like that you know what i mean even though if it's the truth like you know they're not they don't they don't like shit like that. That's a big ass no no. Especially like the Twitter. And then I hear that they want all your passwords and shit. Also, you know, you can't just you know they want to have complete control to like all your social medias. Also, 
I don't know how true that is. He might be in trouble over that shit too, because if they had his password, I'm sure they wouldn't allow him to say the shit that he's saying. You know what I mean on the, on the Twitter. For real. So yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, you hear a lot of different things. Um, you know, we we just report and we just have opinions on it. We're we we not we don't know what you know is going on back there. We're just giving you our point of view. And that is the whole point of the tweet sheet. Yeah. I want to give you it right from the source, so that way you can't call me a liar. Yeah. So that has been the first rendition of the tweet sheet. Oh, but I hope you, y'all liked it. How do you feel about uh, a woman calling him a bitch, calling out his name? I, I didn't really like that. Rebby? Yeah, I didn't, Rebby I didn't talks like a lot of shit, man. I don't, yeah. I don't put stock in it a lot. Mm-hmm. What she says, so. Yeah. Um, I just found that. I just found that a little. Like I've seen certain shit she said. I just found that a little crazy. That you know, this woman, this wife. I guess she's in her thirties or whatever. You know, want to call out a young man and and call him out his name and say he's trash and always been trash and I just don't understand. Which is so false. It's so false, and I just don't understand like how, how we get to the how does that transpire and and get to the point of of uh calling calling a man out his name like that. You know what I mean? So it's just it's a little wild. It's a little crazy. Yeah, I wanted to. So before we get into the rest, we're gonna talk about uh, the Crockett Cup and who won that. We're going to talk about Impact Wrestling Rebellion and who won that. But I wanted to talk about something I listened to. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, and sometimes I listen to Conan um, and Disco Inferno bicker back and forth. Um, And for the first time ever listening, I agreed with something that Disco Inferno said. So they had Joey Janelle on. They were talking about AEW, and of course Disco and Conan had to chime in about it. And basically, what they were talking about was like how AEW is going to make WWE push their product better. Yep. And Co- that's what Conan was saying. Yep. I have to agree with Disco, who said, why would you think that now they're going to make it better when for the last 20 years, their product has been terrible? Even He even said, like... When they when and Conan did give a good point, like when WCW was around, they did take some stuff from WCW and some stuff from ECW. But in this type of world, if they take stuff from AEW, people are just gonna see it as such copycat bullshit. They see through stuff like that now, so they just have to make their product better. But instead, they're more focused on the money they're making. Yeah, as long as they're making money, I don't think Vince cares about that shit. Like to be honest with you, because he hasn't changed it yet. And they're at their all-time, not all-time low, but the lowest it's been in a long time. So I kind of agree, for the first time ever, agree with Disco Inferno that I don't believe AEW is going to make WWE step up their bullshit. I think AEW is just going to, should worry about themselves and not worrying about WWE because they have such a fan base already that it doesn't matter. I don't think, I don't think they're really uh, worried about them. I feel like you have Triple H, some of the shit that he was saying that, you know, I, I didn't watch... I didn't watch the uh, Hall of Fame um, ever since that year they, where they dragged it out with Kurt I Angle. I don't. I, I can't it. do it. You mean? You mean with? Uh, it wasn't even Kurt Angle. It was Hillbilly Jim talked for a goddamn hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever one that was on the that was on the one that they honored. That Kurt. was terrible, yeah. man. Um, he wasn't uh, nothing against them, but like he shouldn't have that much time, dude. You bear. You didn't even hold the championship. Pretty sure in WWE. Like, yeah, you, it you should, shouldn't be. 
doing that. Yeah, it should be like you don't deserve it. Like Bubba said, like Bubba said on Busted Open, you should uh, like a like a structure to it. You get ten minutes, twenty, and build up like yeah, that. Yeah, and then like the main event like, yeah, guy gets the hour yeah. if he wants. It was yeah. fucking Austin. You know Jericho. We you know we don't give a fuck. We talk all night. But yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, but talk till um, your talk till tomorrow. Yeah, so <laughs> Triple H was throwing shots at AEW. Like, so it's like they Triple H put them. I'm not gonna say he puts them. They throw shots, you know what I'm saying? And Cody responded in that video, you know, and, and when he was when he was going at his brother about yeah, about basically, you know, you know, going at the attitude error, et cetera, et cetera. It made a lot of sense. Um yeah, I, I feel like they already I feel like Vince is already uh doing doing shit differently. Just to put the belt on Kofi at this point right here, right now, just says just says it alone and put two belts on Becky was just overkill. You know, and then and then the Seth shit also um, he's he's showing signs that he cares. Even the locking the contracts up, even you know keeping people away. You know what's really going to because... be telling to see if he's changed? Mm-hmm. The Bray Wyatt storyline is going to be the telling thing for me. And he's, and he's still sticking I, with his guns. That's what I'm saying. If he sticks this out and it's actually good, if it's actually good, that's the thing. If it's a little bit of this and he goes back to Bray Wyatt, well, I hope whatever. Can, I hope he can read analytics because on YouTube, it's it's it clearly states that what he's doing is working because his all his uh, Bray shit is like the, the top rating. Like, because shit on like the, on the it's network. not it's not like just what's going on is what you're supposed to be looking at. You're supposed to, like that's why people like it because you're thinking about it like the picture, the burning picture with the Abigail in the mm-hmm. in the. Um, Window, you're thinking like, is that from Randy Orton? Like when he burned the house down, yeah. And then he's talking about how he's a bad guy. Like all this stuff is like you're thinking about what does it mean? It's not just oh Bray's just talking. Like he used to be just talking. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's there's actually it's like cryptic. Like, exactly, it actually right. means something, and we're gonna yeah. find out. So like, I really hope they see this thing through. And he looks great I, on top. Of oh that. my god, he looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. I'm. What I, I remember um, having this conversation with Robbie, and he was just saying, you know, uh, Bray's done, and I agree with him. But, you know, I was like, yo, if he goes somewhere else, all he has to do is, like, revise his character or just change his name, you know, because there's so many different times, like, Scott Hall went to WCW. He just changed his name. He was essentially the same character doing the same shit. But I always felt like Bray could come up with another, you know, if he came up with, with a character that, that dope, why couldn't you come up with like another one? So I'm I'm definitely um, invested in seeing where this particular thing goes. I wonder if he'll do that until SummerSlam. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see. And is he going to wrestle in that attire? Also, I'm also curious about that. Also. Yeah, like what is he going to wear to the ring? That's Probably what... that and the gloves. <laughs> the gloves. Yeah. I hope he wears the gloves. He should wear the gloves. The gloves are a big part of it. Yeah. Sure. Um, and the old Bray uh, uh, peeks out sometimes. Also, yeah, I do like when he's because even at the at the end of the last one, you saw the way he was like, "All you have to do," and then he, and he got like real creepy, and he was like, "Let me in," and I'm yeah. like, so he's getting a little creepier, which I yeah. really like. So yeah. I'm interested to see where they take this. You know what the sad part is? I watched three hours of Monday Night Raw just to watch that because nothing else caught like caught my attention really. Yeah, I couldn't do it this week. So, I don't really want to talk about it too much. You want to just talk about talk about now who's in the Money in the Bank? Because that's basically yeah, the we, biggest yeah, stuff we, we got from uh, Monday and Tuesday. Was... And, and Kushida, uh 
that yeah. and Kushida debut. Yeah, Kushida taking on uh, Cassius Ono. I don't understand it. What? I understand that they want Cassius. Well, we'll get to that. Um, you wanted to talk about uh, money. I totally understand. That's his gimmick. He want, he he he's taking on all the shiny new toys. I totally understand that. I just feel like Kushida. He's like one of the best juniors in in the world. I think he should have just debuted with a junior, so we could have seen a, a, a little bit more. But if you put him against big ass, you know, oh no, you might as well not even like they they made it a thing to say he's the one of the greatest juniors in the world. So my thing is like, but he just fought big ass. He's not a junior anymore. But I, but I like it because you know I mean? because then that puts if if he's just taking on juniors, that kind of gets. Looked at as a yeah for sure. Five, so, five I'm, so I'm happy. I'm so, happy in that sense. Yeah, like I but like. If they reverse it. I'm gonna be pissed. Well, here's why it's good. Cassius Ono's established there as a veteran. He's taken on pretty much everybody yeah. there. He's gone to NXT UK. Taken on got, he's been pretty good. Exactly. He's the gatekeeper there. Yeah. He's what Tyler Breeze was for the longest time there, and that's fine. That's what he's probably. I don't think Cassius Ono is gonna go up to the main roster. I think this is gonna be his job. I just got scared when he looked like he broke his fucking nose. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but other than that. I, I liked it because that's been his gimmick with Riddle and with with Dream. Like, he's always been taking on the hot new thing. And yeah. he, he, he even said, he's like, I want to take on your shiny new toy again. So, I feel like you're going to see him keep doing this. And, I, and I'm okay with it because he, he plays that role good. Yeah. You know what I mean? When he talks and he backs it up. And he can wrestle with anybody. Big guy, small guy, fast guy. Like, anybody. Yeah. Um, can, both of them, Kushida and Kasha. So I think it's it's good because it's a solid guy. They might have worked together in the past. Where, you know? where do you see Kushida going? If anywhere, it's probably um, SmackDown. What do you see him being able to accomplish? Um, I know it's early, but I'm. Just... It's early. I think he'll have a good run in NXT. I don't. It's tough because you know how quickly the NXT landscape changes. Like. Undisputed Era and Dream could all be gone, and a whole new crop could be in there tomorrow. Well, yeah, they got a lot of you know what I mean. So like six months from now, it could be totally different because War Raiders are on the way out. So he could be facing ACH, you know, guys like that. Um, Who else did they just bring in? Trevor Lee, Shane Strickland. Like they do have guys that he's going to match up with very well in the ring. Like this next crop, like because they finally announced. Well, they finally announced Strickland, and they announced. Um, Trevor Lee's been wrestling. They still got with them. punishment too. They got punishment, but I'm talking about that guys that yeah. you're talking about in his yeah. weight class. He's gonna have a lot of good, freaking phenomenal yeah. matches with those guys, especially Swerve. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see because I know they have a lot of guys they've been talking about bringing in, uh, but just those three guys alone, Trevor Lee, ACH, and Strickland, those and Kushida, that's going to be their crop of guys once these guys leave in six months or so, you know? Right. So I think the future is bright. I just think I can't say what the future is because I don't think for Kushida he's going to be able to face too many of these guys that are here now because I think if WWE wants to make a change, they're going to have to bring up guys like the Undisputed Era in the Dream right. and get rid of some of these old guys. Stop bringing them in yeah. because then it opens up spots for these guys. Well, well, but again, I'm scared because I – I don't want them to go up at the same time. Right. So, look, <clears throat> Money in the Bank. We got Ricochet, Andrade, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, Ali, and uh, Randy Orton. Randall. <laughs> Randall. And, it was, and they were all announced. There was no matches, no qualifiers. We have a month in between pay-per-views, but we can't qualify anybody. All you have to do is one or two qualifiers a week. To keep people interested, and then and then, but no, let's kick it off with a f- 
two-on-two tag team match. You know what I mean? That should be saved for the last week, like, before Money in the Bank. Like, that's what they used to do. And yeah, that's part of the reason why the ratings are dropping is because if, if Money in the Bank's coming up, what am I watching a three-hour show for if none of these matches matter to Money in the Bank? What are you building to? Yeah, nothing. What match on that show built, like, Miz and Shane? Cool. They're not even on the same brand. We've been yeah. seeing this. Like, it didn't really... I don't know, man. It's just frustrating because even you like the Seth and AJ thing uh, did, like uh, didn't get me too pumped up for that either. They need to. I hope they tap into the history that those two have. I hope they do too, but they probably won't. The only good thing they did to build the money in the bank was Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch. In my opinion, I thought that segment was was pretty good. Yeah. Because it showed a little fire in Lacey, and she's not going to back down from Becky. So, the lady and the man, I'm interested in that. How do you feel about, do you think Becky's better at chasing or actually holding the belt? She talks a good game. She's not, like, I know people love Becky. She's not the best in-ring worker, man. She's not. She's good, but Mm. of the four horsemen, she's the worst of the four horsemen in the ring. Uh. Not to say she's bad. Not to say she's bad at all. But you watch her in these one-on-one matchups, and it's not nothing crazy. Yeah. I mean, you see Charlotte and Becky tear the house down last week. You know what I mean? Her, her and Becky had a good match this week. I like what I'm seeing out of, uh, uh, what's her name? Bailey on a weekly basis. She's got more fire to her. Um. I, but to answer your question, I know I got off a little bit there. I think she is better at the chase. Um, she's doing well at holding her own, but how long is she going to hold these titles? Is she going to drop both of them right away? Is she going to drop one? Is she going to keep both? I don't see her beating both of these women on the same night. I still feel like the two-belt thing was unnecessary, um, and that shit is just wild, and I feel like that, like you said, you know, I... I well, then again, she might. I, I don't know. It's, you, you want a prediction? She beats both of them, and the winner of the Money in the Bank cashes in after the second match. Yeah. You know, there you have it. She still looks strong. She beat two really strong opponents, but who, at the end of the who's day. The, who's, who do you – okay, so let's get into okay. that. All right, you want me to yeah, announce? So the women's Money in the Bank. Well, hold, who, do you, who do you have winning the, the men's? The men's? If if okay, so if they really want to keep to this thing where Vince wants to build new stars and everything like that, Ali or Ricochet, Ali Ricochet, really? Ali Ricochet or Andrade are are the three you need to give the that to. Uh I'm gonna say Drew probably got this in the bag. Him too. Yeah, those would be the four because Finn has the IC title. He don't need it. Randy definitely don't need it. Uh, Baron had it, did nothing with it. Um, Braun had it, did nothing with it. Um, so you need someone new. I think Ricochet and that's Ali why are I props. picked those four. Huh? I think they're props. They're just in there to do some flashy shit. Call it a day. Absolutely. The character. So for the character and the type of person that you need to do it, it would have to be between Andrade and Drew. I was just gonna say the two that would benefit the most would be Andrade and Drew. Those heels. Definitely Andrade because Drew. I don't think I think Drew has done a, enough to where he doesn't. Necessarily need it is not right. If he doesn't get it by like SummerSlam, then maybe it, it'd be a little drawn out. It'd be a little bit too late. But I think right now he's still good right now because he's still. I don't know how, but he's he still finds menacing a way to, enough. He's still fresh he enough. Off. Wet, 
Well, he's still he fresh busy. enough off of destroying the shield, yeah. quote unquote. He keeps busy. Yeah. I don't know how, but he does. It's just the way he presents himself. Yeah, he's he's a he's a star. He yeah. does it in a way that I think nobody does it. So th- those are my even Seth. Seth doesn't even Seth's my guy. He he doesn't come off as champ. It's been more about Dean, and it's been when we go get into Dean. It's been more about Dean Ooh. and more. Oh, I'm sorry, John. It's Box. been more about John and and um and the Shield than him actually being a champion. Um. So who's your ultimate pick? Pick one right now. This is early. We'll get into predictions when we get closer. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to switch my guy, but day one. Day one, before she even came around, she showed up. So I'll go with Andrade. Andrade? I think Drew's going to get it, though. But I'll, I'll say. I'm going Ricochet. That's really, really bold. Um, He's in the land of the Giants now. He needs something. He needs a little edge. He needs an upper hand on, on some of these guys. So I'm going to say he gets that. Yeah. So women's. Money in the bank. Again, I, all I these no were announced. Idea. I had no idea. Carmella, Ember Moon, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Naomi, Dana Brooke, Natalia, and Alexa Bliss. Again, some picks in here I wouldn't pick, but I do like um, Ember being in there. Me too. That's my pick. Um, Naomi, obviously, is going to add a lot to it. Alexa's won in the past. Carmella's won in the past. Well, they've won the past two. There's only been two. Um, I think if you want to... Who's first? Who's first? Yeah. The first winner? James yeah. Ellsworth. Oh, yeah, You yeah, mean yeah. Carmella, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Alexa. And then Alexa won last He's year. a final way to give Alexa every fucking day. She won and then cashed in on Naya that night, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just to, Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Um, so, some interesting picks. You have a lot of former women's champions... And Natalia, Naomi, Alexa, Bailey, Ember. and Carmella. And then you have Mandy, Ember, Dana, who haven't had that success yet. I want to say I'm proud and happy for Dana. Yeah. Again, like I was saying before in the previous match, you want to build a star, you give it to Ember Moon. Yes. Um, But my pick, they, they always find my pick for this one's going to be Bailey. They're going a little bit more edgy with her. She has the briefcase. She can kind of continue to go a little bit more edgy, get one up on people, um, and realize that, you know what, this whole I love everybody, everybody love me thing isn't working for me. I got to look out for me, and that's that's how she wins eventually her next championship. I'm, I'm going to pick Bailey, and I don't even like Bailey. <laughs> Makes sense, though. I'm, starting, I'm, pick, I'm really starting to. I'm going to pick Ember because well, – I hope Ember wins, but I'm, yeah. I, I, I think they're going to go Bailey. Probably. My pick. Probably. Yeah. Um. So so far, we already have eight matches announced for Money in the Bank. We're gonna just run down the rest that have been announced so far: Becky and Lacey, Becky versus Charlotte for those two belts, uh, The Miz versus Shane in a steel cage match, Kofi versus Kevin Owens for the WWE Championship, Roman versus Elias, and then AJ versus Seth. Would you like to get into some other wrestling, sir? Yeah. Before we do that. Um, you want to talk about John? You want to talk? You want to talk about him now, or you want to talk about him later? Um, let's run through the Crockett Cup. Okay. Cool. So then we can spend more time on that. All right. All right. Let's run through it. So the Crockett Cup, for those of you who don't know, is NWA's tag team uh, tournament they had to crown their new NWA uh, tag team championships. I'm not going to get into everything and run it down, but a couple matches that took place that were really cool. Um, the Rock and Roll Express took on the Briscoes. Rock and Roll Express can still go, bro. 
<laughs> they were bleeding. They were taking bumps off the top. They had the slingshot off the top. Eventually, the Briscoes beat them, but hell of a match for those guys still being able to show what they can do. Um, the finals, uh, later the Briscoes would get eliminated in their next match. Um, Royce Isaacs and Thomas Latimer won the Battle Royal at the beginning of the night to get a spot. Um, they've never tagged before. Um, they ran all the way to the finals. Um, so the finals were Villain Enterprises, PCO and Brody King, taking yeah, on Royce Isaacs and Thomas Latimer. Really solid match um, for these guys that I've never heard of, to be quite honest with you, um, in Isaacs and Latimer. But um, they definitely proved that from now on they can probably be a tag team, which I think might have been NWA's plan was to like make a new tag team out of this thing. Um, so for right now, your winners and new NWA World Tag Team Champions, um, who des- who definitely deserve it with the year they've had, um, Villain Enterprises, man, winners of the Crockett Cup, NWA Tag Team Championships. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I know you. I know you love that, dude. I love them. They've been collecting gold, tag team gold everywhere. Yeah, they, they're uh, they're fire. Um, like I watch yeah. P. Like I try to watch every single match that they have now because PCO is just like, yeah, he's crazy at his age, man. Yeah, he's crazy. Shit, like uh, what what was it the. Yeah, in the in the Fatal Four Way at MSG when the Briscoes tossed him just out of the ring onto the floor. Yeah, I was. And then he just like sat up. Did the Undertaker sit up? He's fifty one years old. This guy's taking more bumps than fucking Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. (laughs) And better bumps than Brock Lesnar. Definitely, that was a crazy spot. Um, another match. Um, the I'll get a the NWA Women's Championship, um, which was previously held by Jazz, but she vacated it. Um, so Allison K, also known as Sienna, defeated Santana Garrett, was the new NWA Women's Champion. New NWA National Champion Colt Cabana defeated Willie Mack in another really good match. Like Colt has been back and he's been wrestling now, and he's been putting on some phenomenal matches, like in New Japan and now NWA. Um, if you haven't been watching Colt's matches now that he's been back, you should probably check it out because um, he's been doing his thing. And now he's the new NWA national champion. What do you think about that? Um, dope. I didn't. I didn't get a chance um, to check it out, but um, yeah, man, go back and watch that one for sure. And go back and watch this one in the main event for the NWA championship. Nick Aldis, unfortunately for me, because I love Marty, defeated Marty Skrull, um, the two best friends for a long time. Uh, they took each other on in this in this match, which the only word I could think of was phenomenal. Um, the storytelling that they did in this match, because they know each other so well, and they really played to that throughout the whole match. So, do you think that Marty is ever going to get like, you know, championship gold before he might end up at like, you know, uh, AEW? No, you think I it's just, don't. For it's just the, the, tease? the the only reason is because they know he's going. They know he's going, and I think at this point, Ring of Honor learned their lesson from All In. Yeah, they got fucked, right? Don't that, That's just going to give more of a rub. Yeah. You know what I mean? Although, I did listen to Marty on Busted Open, and he talked about, like, Villain Enterprises was his baby. Like, that was his... He, he came up with that. Like, Bullet Club, he said he had the best time of his life, but, like, he had to push for Villain Enterprises for a long... Like, he had to keep annoying Ring of Honor to do it, to do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, he he said he really likes it, so... 
it's probably going to be Villain Enterprises going over to AEW. Not maybe not all three of them, but mm-hmm. like he's going to bring that name probably and maybe get some other guys. But I feel like I I feel like these companies don't want to give that rub to him right now because they know he's leaving and that might give more of a shine to this new company and that might take viewership away from them. And it may be stupid, it may be petty, it may be whatever, but I feel like it's a it's business. Valid, it's, it's a business. valid point. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a valid point. Like so. I was like I was talking to uh Josh um from a group and he uh he basically was saying cuz he, he like he does this thing where he like fucking with me like all day long. I mean, who don't? You know what I'm saying? He just want to antagonize me all day. Um so we were having a discussion. I was saying how it's it's kind of like trash that you know Vince uh, try to stop a taker or try to stop an angle from um, getting money, but these guys are signing you know legend contracts. So essentially, they're still they still work for Vince. So it's like it's it's business. You know what I mean? It's it, it's good business. You don't want to you don't want them associated with anything that could possibly you know, be a rub, like you just said, um, to, you know, AEW because they're working hand-in-hand with um, StarCast. So so I understand. So, you know, same thing Same thing with that. It's just, you know, business, you know what I mean? And they and I'm sure they learned a lesson. I'm sure they know that they, they've been fucked, you know what I mean? Um, basically, you know what I mean? Uh, you help these guys basically start their own promotion, you know what I mean? So, which all stem from that all in, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's crazy, but yeah. So yeah, I understand. So as we count down towards the end of the show, not really because we still have a few things to talk about, some pretty big things. Um, these we could just talk about real quick. Brock Lesnar supposedly done with the UFC, according to Dana White. Yeah, you're tired or whatever. You're tired. Everybody wanted him and Cormier, this big fight. Um, but it looks like it's not going to happen as Brock is going to take more money to stay with WWE. Bigger payoffs, lighter schedule, man. Bigger payoff, lighter schedule. He's going to make like at least triple what he would make in UFC. He's not going to take n- nowhere near as much punishment. <laughs> I mean, what it came down to, I heard, was the money that he wanted to make, they weren't willing to give him. So he was like, all right, well, I'll get that money somewhere else, a.k.a. A- a- WWE. He- he'll make that probably in two shows, working – 12 dates, 15 dates a year. Mm-hmm. Um, for him, it's a smart move. I mean, his longevity is, of his career is going to keep going because he, does, he doesn't really do anything in the ring. Yeah. He doesn't take a He takes some bumps, like just not a lot, not very often. Yeah. Um, Pretty and he much. doesn't do a big move set. So his longevity is definitely going to be fine. I mean, staying in WWE and taking that money. So, yeah, I mean, for him, get your smart money. decision. Get your money. I don't fuck with you, but as long as you're not handicapping or you know taking tal- taking belts and opportunities away from others, I I really don't care. So I'll do a double story here, so we can talk about them all together. Rey Mysterio apparently taken off a Comic Con show in the Motor City. Well, for WWE, um, which goes back to another guy who got taken off a show. The Undertaker was taken off of Starcast as well as Kurt Angle. Um, but you can't do shit about Ric Flair. You can't do shit about Ric Flair. Woo! I think it's because they Rick's not wrestling anymore. These other guys, they Kurt's not done wrestling. We've said before they never said retirement match. They said farewell. Rick's Kurt's not done, so that's why these guys they're keeping. Oh yeah, they got that good that sweet Saudi money. Yeah, yeah, that sweet Saudi Saudi money money once a year. Speaking of the Saudi money, so Goldberg and Taker to be at the Saudi Arabia show. Your thoughts? I'm not gonna watch the show regardless because I, 
there's been more shit happening there, and they're still gonna fucking go there. Here's my thing. So I'm pro- I'm not gonna watch it. If anyone wants to do anything that day, we'll do something else. Like me and you can do something else for the cavers who don't want to watch that either. You you just not watch. <laughs> the product doesn't interest me, man. I'm not wasting time, and especially yeah. going there to Saudi like Arabia fake, shit fake and not mania. and not. But yeah, but the the stuff surrounding all that, and you're just I'll, give me the money, give me the blood money. I don't care. Uh yeah, I I don't want to dive deep into that, but yeah, I, I personally no, won't please watch do. it. I I don't like politics and shit like that. So yeah. I just feel like a lot of stuff that's going on over there is just bad to our society as a whole, like the whole world. Like yeah. even surrounding the last show, the guy that supposedly got yeah. killed in the embassy, you know, and they yeah. still went. And then now Goldberg, a Jewish man, is going to go over there supposedly. Should he feel comfortable? Probably not. Yeah, but he's getting paid money. Exactly. He's money. getting paid all that money. <laughs> money, 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 money. So you know what? That's what's talking money. to them. And hopefully for his sake, he's going to be safe and be fine. But I'm not watching it. Just watch WWE for pure entertainment. Because you can tell me what a, happens. They do a lot of fucked up things. <laughs> yeah. Like having... Uh, I don't even want to get into it. Yeah. You want to get into it? All right. Like, why is the Revival shaving each other's backs? Like, why are we making, like... It weird like you're telling me every wrestler doesn't shave their back yes you tell me you can reach the middle and, of your back without someone else shaving your back and why you're a wrestler and why why, is, why them i don't know people you know what i mean because they want to leave that's yeah. why yeah because they want to leave i know it's just so like it's stupid this is why people don't watch your show yeah it's stupid, childish shit. And I understand you have kids watching the show and you have to dumb it down for kids to understand why these two need to fight. We don't got to do all The rest of your... That's a small part of your fan base who, regardless, they're going to watch it and understand that people don't like each other. You know what I mean? And figure it out. But like, a lot of your fan base is smarter than that. You're seeing that as they continually go elsewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is part of the reason why. It's stupid. This yeah. is a dumb angle. It is. And uh, to answer your question, I don't. I, hey, get your money. If you want to go over there and get blood money, get your money. But the thing is, like, don't, don't try, don't, don't fuck up that, and don't fuck with other shit, like real shit that's going on. Like, lead a title on the people that needs to, that needs the straps. Like, you know, promote your big, you know, mega attitude era match or whatever. Somebody's gonna be. lose the title there. You know, they do. They've done it. Even if it's Buddy Murphy winning I, in Australia, yeah, whatever. I just you know don't. What I, mean? I just that that shit. I just don't agree with. I, I just leave you know, just leave it as a spectacle. But when you, when you start it, when you start shifting and changing storylines of real shit that's going on for that bullshit show, it, it, and that's when it starts getting you know ridiculous. You know what yeah. I mean? That point. But so. you guys can tell me what happens. I, I probably won't watch it either. Honestly, I'll look no, it up. I don't care. I'll just look up the results. The last time I watched that shit, I was disappointed. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't want to see two old men slugging it out. I'm, I'm good. I'm good on that. Um, Yeah, me neither. And I called that that shit was going to be the worst shit ever, and it was. Yeah. Everyone told me it was the worst shit. I said, yep, I told you. All right. Chris Jericho. That's right. Chris Jericho. The GOAT. Has been making his rounds. The, the GOAT. The last couple days. He appeared at an indie show. Um... And God, I just looked it up and was watching the video. It's like a, there's a 20 minute video you can actually watch. So I forget who has a match, but there's a match going on for a championship. 
you could tell I did my research very well for this one. Um, but then Sunny Days, who is a newly signed AEW wrestler, um, comes out and he starts beating the hell out of the champion with the chair. Um, then all okay, so it was at a Georgia in Georgia, um, Canton, Georgia, at Southern Honor Wrestling's Retaliation Show. Um, so then Jericho's music hits. And everyone kind of didn't believe it was Jericho until he ran out with a chair and started hitting Sunny Days with it. Um, eventually, he found himself um, interrupted by Kenny, um, who hit the dragon suplex and kept hit before hitting him with some more strikes. Um, so that was pretty freaking awesome. Um, I like their way of promoting. I like their way of going to all these different uh, establishments. Right? The way they're doing it uh, is really exciting. Not the only Bucks were doing it. it like the Bucks and Cody were doing it like every weekend, yeah. and they were putting it on the being the elite. And now Jericho yeah. and Kenny doing it. Like those are the last two people you would have thought would do it. And yeah. they're at a small indie show in Georgia. That's awesome. If if you look at everything Jericho is doing, Jericho is literally. Modeling everything that he's doing after what the Bucks and Cody are doing with with the popping up the indies to going to you know pro wrestling tees to you know hot topic to you know all these particular things even being in AEW you know just the idea of jumping on um, a new a new chapter and promoting yeah. yourself in a in a different in a different way and I said this in a group and I'm I'm not the only person that. That said, this uh, I've seen Bubba. I've, I've heard Bubba refer to it. Obviously, Jericho, other people. You know, they basically said that AEW is the, they're basically the number two company, uh, number two company in, in the USA. And my thing is, how are they? How are they? How are they not? Because at the end of the day, okay, they didn't do the. They didn't. They didn't have their show yet, but they sold out and. Th- Three minutes, and they also took like five or six of the hottest free agents in independent wrestling from all those other companies that to join their company. That and they, we know for a fact that when you have Ring of Honor, you have New Japan, they don't have access to the resources that they have working with Khan as well as the channel. Ring of Honor does, but they don't use it. They have mm-hmm. Sinclair, who has a lot of money. They don't use it, though. Right. Sinclair doesn't care that much about wrestling. Right. And it shows because, like I said, these, these guys, they're going to the, – the reason why they're going to rival the E is for the simple fact of the matter is they are in a primetime slot with a, with a, whether whether it's TBS or TNT rumored to be. They're gonna be the the only. They're gonna be the only ones that have that access to that particular channel, which would be good business for Ring of Honor and New Japan to still work with them because their talent can get on, you know, national television also. Absolutely. In prime time, people are not watching. What is that? Uh, a A X S. What is that? Access. Access. Um, to four o'clock in the morning or three to watch New Japan. Well, they do it at not. They do it Friday nights around eight or nine o'clock. Okay. It's not, yeah. They don't run it live anymore. Yeah. They, well, they never really. They never did run it yeah. live on there. What they would do now. What they did last last year, I think, was they did. Um, Wrestle Kingdom the weekend, like I think, because here Wrestle Kingdom happens on like what a Tuesday or mm-hmm. Thursday or something. So they played it on that f- Saturday or Friday in the entirety, and then every Friday they'll play stuff from like a couple, maybe like a month before. They'll do like a match or two because they only have an hour. So you'll get in New Japan that's a match. 
like a yeah. Kota Ibushi Zack Sabre Jr. match, that's a match with commercial breaks. You know what I mean? So you're just yeah. basically getting a solid match every week but on to, Axis. But that's not yeah. But you're not going exactly. To, you're that's not, not keeping you're people not going to go because there's no story. Yeah. I mean, there's story, but you have to be really invested to keep yeah, watching to it every week this when shit is you're unfold. months behind. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and their talent, even the uh, the OWE uh, people, just their their the talent on them. Yeah, yeah, their talent. Like people understand, like their roster, and they've been true to themselves when they're saying that they're not taking all this WWE talent. Like they're not. They're they not. know what it is. Like they know for a fact exactly where WCW went wrong, and they know exact because they're actually fans of the business and wrestlers, and they're not. They're not having it. And like I said, they sold out in three minutes. I think there are other shows sold out, and people say, "Oh well, StubHub said, listen, I've been there live. It was no seat empty in the old fucking arena. So, however you want to cut it, if you can still get tickets last minute or whatever, it's gonna sell out. It's not gonna be any seats. And they said forty thousand people were actually on the line, and they were trying to buy tickets. So, the only thing that they needed to do is uh, get a bigger venue because forty thousand people tried, and they and, and they weren't successful." And then if you take into accountability all the, 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 the buys and everything like that as far as the pay-per-views and fight TV, man, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's I gonna want, get tougher for I for wanna WWE. go back to something you said. Like mm-hmm. like people are always talking shit saying, Oh, they're they're just gonna take all WWE people. And every time someone is released from WWE, they think, Oh, they're going to AEW. They have about three people from WWE working for them. Yeah. Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, Pac. And yeah. now gold dust. Do you know how many people they have? About forty people. They have yeah. four people from WWE. They're not doing that. They're sticking to their. They are going out and getting people that you've never heard of, like a Kip Sabian, an MJF, who's phenomenal, phenomenal on the microphone. Joey Janela. And I like watching him in MLW with his little faction now, the, the Dynasty. Yes, Joey Janela, Jungle Boy. I, I love mean, Jungle Boy. And then some other guys that have been in there for years, like been around for years, like SCU, like yeah. Jimmy Havoc's been killing it, doing all the deathmatch stuff, but he's also really good in the ring as well. So you have all these guys yeah, you got that Pentagon. are there, Pentagon, yeah. Peter Avalon, Sammy Guevara, Sonny Kiss, Trent and Chucky, the best friends. I mean, yeah. and then in the women, you have nobody that worked for WWE except for Brandy. So it's like, shut yeah. up with that. I'm tired of hearing that bullshit. Yeah. Like... It's really annoying to me when people just go, oh, he's going to go to AEW. I'm like, chances are he's not. How yeah. many people have? How many people have that have besides and since they started this, really? Since they started the company, how many people have been released from WWE since they've started the company have gone? None. Yeah. Goldust, that was it. But that doesn't count as brother. And it, Pac and it, was already gone. Jericho was already gone. And nine times out of ten, gone. they're going to get uh, they're gonna get Joey Ryan nine times out of ten. Probably, over, yeah, I, I think WWE. they will. Absolutely. They'll and get Joey WWE Ryan. Wants They're going to get Marty. Yeah. So it's only going to grow. They don't need these WWE guys. The only one I would want them to sign, the only, one tag team and one singles, I would like for them to sign Luke Harper because he's good. They don't have a lot of big guys. They need a big guy. Mm-hmm. He's perfect. You, they actually they actually been um, on tour for, for, for bigger guys. Um, yeah. I, I just seen uh, Cody... Uh, was just talking to Jim Ross about that. I mean, I think the biggest guy right now would probably be Hangman and Sunny Days. Yeah, those would probably be their two biggest guys. And Goldust. Yeah. Let I'm, me ask you about the Goldust thing. How do you feel about the vignette? Loved and, it. Uh, yeah. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Um, 
It's storytelling at its best. At its very best. Uh, I don't want to watch. Go I don't want to wait anymore. YouTube. I don't want to wait anymore. This is a perfect time to. Well, from today, you got three weeks from today. Exactly. John Mox. Oh well, well, hold on. we have three weeks from today till Double or Nothing. That's what I was saying. Uh huh. So you want to which it up. which is which is located in Vegas? In Vegas, the the and home of our next man that we're going to talk. Yeah, about. the home of John. Do you want to end it on that and just cover Rebellion real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll end it on Mox. So last thing before we get to Mox, we'll talk a little Impact Wrestling because they had a pay-per-view, uh, Rebellion. Which which y'all were surprised that I was tuned in? I was very surprised that you were watching. But what did you think? You, I, what, Yeah, I thought it was good. I, th- my issue is not I – don't, I don't not watch it because I don't, I don't think the product is good. I think the product is – I think the product is very good. I just – don't have time to oh, yeah, catch up on everything all the time. But, you know, the, the shit that I've seen um, was very, very good. Did you watch the whole thing? I didn't get a chance to watch the well, entire what thing. Did you, what did you see? I seen pretty much everything before the the uh, tag match between Pentagon and, was it? Uh, LAX. Uh, LA, LAX. Your brothers and LAX. Yeah. That was a really good one, the Full Metal Mayhem match. After after the, uh, the, the uh, Brian... Um, Cage and um, Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, I thought that I kind of thought the shit was over because I I caught it late and you know I didn't think that they a tag team match was going to be after you know the only in match. WWE it doesn't happen. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Impact, Impact, LAX is one of the best tag teams on the entire planet, bro. Yeah, for sure. Like hands down. Mm-hmm. Them um, when Bandito and Flamito were wrestling, I would have put them up there. But the Lucha Brothers, the Young Bucks, the Usos. LAX, Revival, those are up, th- they're up there for the top. Mm-hmm. And then, so th- there's, it's no question they deserve to be in the main event. Now the Tessa, they, they, the, they delivered too. The Tess and Gale match was, uh, was dope. I, I enjoyed that. I That was probably my second favorite match of the night. Uh, Rich Swan and Sammy put on a really good match too. Yeah, that was that was good for um, the uh, Impact uh, X Division Championship. Rich Swan uh, retained. Yeah, he looked crazy without a beard. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah, he looked wild. He gross beard. He's back. been doing awesome outside of yeah. WWE, man. For MLW, I'm glad he didn't. Impact. I'm glad he didn't quit because he was quit. He would be stupid because yep. he's quitting at, at a golden, probably the best era to be in. At and now point. he's working in a company with his wife and doing. They're both doing their thing, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, you, you can't have anything associated, you know, with your name. But if people if people are not, if police are not after these people, if they're not going to jail, you know, I don't, I, I don't see. But I, 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 I get it. You know what I mean? I get. It. So Ty Valkyrie also defeated Jordan Grace to reclaim or defend her Impact Knockout. That's that's the match I've seen. I've seen that match up into um, Johnny. So what came before that? So before that, you missed my guy, man, in a six-way match. Ace Austin. Ace Austin is... I've talked about him for weeks. You guys got to check him out. Okay. Um, Ace Austin defeated Aiden Prince, Eddie Edwards, Jake Chris, Jake Diener, and Petey Williams in a six-way match. Um, I think... What happened next? Scarlett Bordeaux. Uh, she won her match against Rohit Raju. I was, I, I always get his name wrong. Um, what what is this thing that's going on with her and just facing you know guys and shit? Like what's, what's going on with that? Well, she uses her masculinity to like manipulate them and think they're better than them, and then she beats them. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> no, that's that's my girl. Yeah. He, uh, her and Tessa are like the two women that are really doing this intergender thing 
in a bigger company like Impact because I know um, Chikara does a lot of intergender stuff and it's freaking awesome the stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like on a bigger scale that's going on TV every week, I think you know, Impact's are really the ones doing it a lot. Um, Lucha Underground was doing it for a while too. Um, yeah. But who knows if they'll they'll ever be back? So right now, Impact has taken that and ran with it, and they had solid matches. Like we saw uh, Tessa versus Joey Ryan, um, the last Impact show we went to, me and Pat. Uh, but then they had Moose in the North. Uh, the North is Ethan Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. Love Ethan Page, um, and they defeated the Rascals, who's Desmond Xavier, uh, Trey McGill, and Zachary Wentz. Um, what oh, I think that was it. Um, and Desmond Xavier is pretty freaking good too. If you don't know who he is, um, so what else? I think that was it that happened for that show. But um, overall, another solid show from Impact. They were in Philly last night at a taping. Um, I know Pat was in the house. Michael B was in the house. A lot of other cavers were in the house, and they have another one tonight, um, Saturday the fourth. If anybody listens to this before, yeah, you seen um, who's who's going? Who's going to be there? Muda? No, that's on the that's in January or in June. Is it? They I announced thought, it for the June show. I thought you said it was announced. They have another show in in June. I thought I seen Pat just bringing up. Yeah, great Muda. He was going, that he was going to be here tonight. I'm not sure, but that'll be I'm dope. Pretty sure. Let me see. I thought I seen it. Let me it see. It says holy crap. It says return to Impact Racing is going to be at yeah. He's coming to Philly. He's going to be at Philly tonight. No, no, no you're right. You're right. You're June. Yeah, June eighth. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because I think uh-huh. they're coming back again. In yeah, June. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're making their runs back to Philly. Yeah, it says the show will be at, yeah. yeah I, it's going to be called A Night You Can't Miss. Yeah, when, I, when he came out at Massacre Garden, um, motherfuckers went crazy. Yeah. yeah. I went crazy because I wasn't expecting that shit. I, I didn't know what him, the fuck was going on. I know. And then him and Liger in the ring at the same time at the end. Um. So, yeah, right here. Great Muda has been announced to appear on the upcoming A Night You Can't Miss a night you can't missed. I like that. Um, airing exclusively on um, Impact Plus app. Um, so the show is going to be at 2300 Arena in Philadelphia on June 8th. Um, so this, that's going to be sweet. Um, I missed last night and I missed uh, the one tonight. I'm going to miss the one tonight. So I'm going to try to go to that. See the mood alive because you saw him live. If I could see him that close at the 2300 Arena, the ECW Arena, I'm fucking in. <laughs> Enough Impact. Enough all the yes, other world of wrestling. Back, let's, let's get, get down, down to, to what yeah. I yep. know you've been wanting to talk yep. about this all yep. day. Yep. So yep. we're going to end it with this. John Mox, how did you feel? I'll get your thoughts on it. How did you feel when you seen the vignette? I liked it. Uh, I liked the, the the metaphor of breaking out of prison. You know, basically, yeah. WWE was a prison for him. Now, do you, who do you think shot that? That's the thing. Here's... I don't think WWE is clever enough to do a storyline like this. I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I don't. And people I think are saying a- it looks so well done. Did they, if have you they watched seen WWE? AEW? I was going to say. AEW? I was going to say. <laughs> have you watched WWE actual vignettes though? It would have looked better than that. It's still good. Don't get me wrong. It's still good. But I don't got them putting blood in anything He's yet. got a lot of money. He can do shit on his own, man. Yeah. He can do shit on his own. He was in movies. He knows people. Yeah. I'm sorry, he worked for WWE for how many years? He, has he knows money. people, he has money, his <laughs> wife got, has money, he can he make shit money. on the side, he's got a life. Yeah, I yeah. don't think WWE's clever enough to do something like this, I don't. 
yeah, okay, so we're gonna, so we're gonna shoot this vignette, right? You're gonna go in the Indies, you're gonna go see all your buddies, your old buddies, and then you're gonna come back to WWE as John Mox. First of all, John Mox, uh, Dean Ambrose was a, uh, 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 he was a toned down, you know, watered down John Mox, basically. Not even close to John Moxley. But just kind of like, I mean, the lunatic a, friends, a WWE, like a WWE John Moxley. So, kid friendly John Moxley. So, Essentially, that's what, unless AEW is going to scare them into letting you have more control and doing more shit, I don't, I don't see no difference. I don't see no, I don't see any real impact of you coming back as, as John Mox. That'll just be weird. And then they'll eventually put you with the shield again. Um, because so. it goes out of WWE's whole thing of like yeah. building up this guy's name. Why would they change his name for their viewers that know him? Because they don't think like that. They don't. Pritchard is working for them now and some other guys, but I don't think that – I still don't think Vince would say yes to that. I don't either. And I don't think they're clever enough to do it. Yeah, I don't either. I feel like he's going to AEW eventually. Why? Because I feel like that's the best way to go. You, you, you're you going to have control. You're going to get paid the same amount of money, if not more, less schedule. Um, you're still going to be on, t- on television. I mean – if you go anywhere else, it's second fiddle, and that's why. Well, second fiddle to AEW, and that's why I feel like they're the number one. They're the number two fuck company in the world. I don't give a fuck what I'm you're a, talking about. We'll we'll see what happens because I mean there was stuff in the in the vignette like the slashes that added up to twenty five, I think, and then the yeah. the dice that had the two five for May twenty fifth or whatever. Yeah. So people are reading into some stuff like that. There was Viper. For the Viper Room, which is, I guess is where the after party or something, or, or is where the shows happen in Vegas. They have the Viper Room in Vegas. So people are reading into a lot. I mean, he's from Vegas, so. Yeah. Who knows, man? Um, I'm okay with it if he doesn't show up, but we'll see what happens. So what do you think? Yeah, I'm okay with it. As long as, long as he's out WWE, I'm good. You know what I mean? With that, with that character. Yeah. Um. So where do you, what, if you were Dean Ambrose, what would you do? If I was Dean, if AEW offered me something, I would probably go there. Um, Which I'm but, sure. But, but everybody <laughs> has said he's he's a quirky dude, so who knows what he wants to do? He could be cool with going to like Impact. Maybe he doesn't want to be this huge star anymore. You know what I mean? Maybe he just wants to go wrestle, do his thing somewhere. You know? Who knows? Yeah. People say he's a weird guy and he thinks differently and keeps to himself. So I think the only person that knows is him, him, Renee, and probably a few other people who really know what he's going to do. Yeah, that's Jericho's young boy. I got him probably going, got him, got him going over there. Speaking all these, all these different people that you can wrestle over there. You can't tell me he don't want to mix it up with Okada, I mean, or or uh, uh, Omega, or you know anybody else over there. Do some, do a program with Jericho that's actually fucking great. <laughs> Not that bullshit. I'm just happy to see the Mox shit. character back at least. Yeah, and he wherever he goes. Twelve. Hopefully not back to WWE. Wait, wait, it's like twelve oh one to drop that or whatever. So yeah, I, I was like, oh shit. But you just brought up two people who I forgot to mention this little bit of news. You brought up Jericho. You brought up Okada. I forgot to mention this. Oh la- yeah. Last night. So oh, Okada successfully. What are the odds of that? What? I said, what? Are, what are the odds of that? Yeah. So Okada successfully defended his IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Sonata. And then in a vignette, Jericho said he is the pain maker and he is going to challenge for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Dominion on June 9th. What do you think? Fucking amazing. Like I said before, you know, um, AEW is going to 
yeah that and AEW is still going to work with other different companies people i don't know why would they why would why would new japan work with them why wouldn't they work with them that's that's how i feel about it exactly i feel like i i I feel like i called this out we called this out months and months and months ago like i called out that they're starting a promotion before it was AEW. people thought i was crazy then People thought I was crazy when I said they they're were trying gonna... to open the doors for everybody to work yeah. together, and that's that's they're changing awesome. the and nar- in, in hindsight they're changing the narrative. They're changing this. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take over your territory, Vince McMahon style. He started that. He started that shit. Implemented that shit, and and I don't think they want to do that. They want to keep the doors open. They want to um, ha- people still make their money on the side. People still do their own cross promote cross promotion. Right? Impact's know, doing a great job sense. with that stuff right yeah. now. Cross promotion and working with like Wrestle Pro and some other places, and even and even Oregon. Ring of Honor and. Uh, New, New Japan, Japan with yeah. what what they showcase. Well, even even you know Wrestle Cave and Markout Club. You know what I'm saying? It's just just is what hey. it is. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I feel like right here right now, you know, people can rewrite their own history. I feel like we we lean on the past too much, and I feel like we need to live in the present and the future. And I think that I'm glad that these these wrestlers or these entrepreneurs, I can't even just call them wrestlers. You know, can you know see that. And they're pushing the culture in another direction, and you know, I think it's I think it's going to get crazy. You know what Much I mean? Like we doing? Yeah, I I think it's uh I think I think people I think they're much more of a threat than people actually allude them to be, just because Vince is getting you know two hundred million. Nobody's saying WWE is going to go out of business. I don't not think for one second WWE is going out of business. I do feel as though that eventually. If this continues, like if this show is successful, if they actually can put out good product as far as television is concerned, which no doubt in my mind they can. You got fucking oh you and one another person that you didn't name that they have, uh, they have fucking Jr. over there. They got Jim Ross over there. They have a good crew. It's Excalibur, <laughs> Jim Ross, and Alex Marvez. I yeah, think. So. you got you got Alicia from Impact is working with them. Who else do they have? Ring of Honor yeah. people that's been there for years that understand programming and television. Uh, oh, they got uh, Justin Roberts too. Yeah, Justin Roberts. They have uh, Cody, Billy Gunn, uh, Billy Gunn. The another person name. They got uh, obviously the Bucks, obviously Kenny, and they all see things from certain from four different standpoints, which is going, which is always going to be, you know what I mean, better than one. They can see shit that the other person can pick up where the other person lacks or see shit from a different standpoint than the other person. I think when they say, oh, four people, four VP, EPs, are, you know, that's that's ridiculous. No, I think that's I think that they're, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> and, I listen, and I listened to another interview with Tony Khan, and he said at the end of the day he has final say. So yeah. even if all the, the, those guys can all agree on something, and if it's something that Tony thinks is not in the best interest, he can say no, but I don't think he's going to be like a Vince McMahon. I think he's going to trust these people that have been in wrestling for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. It's all respect because they all, they've all been fans and they've all been, you know, involved in it. You know, even you hear him, he's a historian. So, you know what I mean? But that's, that's uh, WrestleCave, man. That's our show for the week. Sixers are up two to one. Take it on Toronto. Toronto's going down, and Bede finally showed up, baby. Go Sixers. Follow us, Russell Cave, on Facebook, Russell Cave Podcast, Twitter, Russell underscore Cave, Instagram, Russell Cave, YouTube, Russell Cave Podcast. Do all the shit. Get beat by Ace in 2K. Um, <laughs> I all am that shit. Defending Russell Cave. 
Marco Club. He's holding the belt 2K. up. 2K. He's holding the belt up. Champion of Come the get world. these hands. Go Sixers. We out.